Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening and welcome to an adventure in history. Do you know what time it is? I do. Does anybody know what time it is? You know what? Are you going to sing? No. Okay. You know, I invented a time machine. Oh, did you? Yes, I tried it out um, last night. And it worked? It put me an hour into the future. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That's as far as I can get it, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. The most useless time of the year (laughs) says every mother out there i'm feeling your pain see which do you prefer though the spring forward or the fall back neither i hate them both and they both both. cause the same amount of frustration in our sleep routines (laughs) they do seem kind of pointless they do and and honestly the fall one this year kicked my butt more than ever before it did it took me forever to adjust even when it got darker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still was just not... I mean, I like it being dark at night, and I like it being <laughs> light or later, but the sun adjusts to everyone, so, right? So you're not moving to Alaska and oh my, no. getting all all sun all the time? No. Or all dark all the time? No. <laughs> Neither. But we, we'll, we'll uh, rant on this a little later. We'll rant on it? Oh, for sure. Oh, excellent. We've got pages and pages. <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, so, reminder, we've got Thursday Night Talks. Yes. With Chelsea Vaughn. Dr. Her Vaughn. Book, her book has arrived, so oh, it's for sale now. Good. At the uh, the Heritage Museum and the Carriage House, the Flavel House, and I'm sure a billion other places. <laughs> and if you missed our podcast from last week, you can go on the KMUN archives and listen to her because she talked about the book, and she does a fabulous job explaining a photo book. Doesn't she? Yes. I mean, and it's a really good book. Yes, the pictures the, are yeah. stunning. So I had, I had not really studied it until getting the book. Of so. course. Well, good. That's, yeah, very, very uh, good for her. And that's this Thursday. Thursday night. Okay. There's the third okay. Thursday of the month, all the time. Fort George. Love Fort it. George, six o'clock, seven o'clock. The talk starts. Okay. All right, and it's free. But wonderful. The book you have to pay for. And the beer. And the beer and the food. If you want. You don't have to buy anything. You don't. You can just sit there. Yeah. That's the nice thing. And your your brain is going to be just, you're, you're going to explode. Your head's going to explode <laughs> from how much knowledge you get. And she is going to have pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll paint pictures with her words. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she did on our show, and she I, did great. But. I gave a talk once at a, uh, a certain museum with a maritime flair, shall we say? <laughs> And and the person arranging it was very disturbed that I had no PowerPoint. Oh. They said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm just going to talk. <laughs> and they were very nervous. And I said, don't worry. I'm gonna, I'll knock everybody's socks off. It'll be great. <laughs> and they just weren't sure. And I used that phrase. I said, I paint pictures with my words. But And they were not as amused as I was. <laughs> Did they ever invite you back? Um, yes. That was not oh, the last okay. time I spoke there. Well, good. There you go. <laughs> but they put up like a single image just and it sat there the entire time. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very amused because some of my presentations I need right. the PowerPoint. But like when I do the John Jacob Astor talk, what yep. am I going to put up some line drawings? Right. Yes. <laughs> so. You paint pictures. I love yeah. it. All right. Let's get um, to it. We should get right to it because we got a lot of stuff today. We do. 
So, uh, as always, the uh, icebreakers or a uh, little trivia, so you can win trivia night uh, for things that happen tomorrow, March 13th. 1781, German-born English astronomer William Herschel discovers Uranus, Ooh. making middle school kids giggle ever since. <laughs> and Mac. <laughs> uh, 1836, less than a week after the disastrous defeat of Texas rebels at the Alamo, which we mentioned last week, mm-hmm. the newly commissioned Texan General Sam Houston uh, begins a series of strategic retreats to buy time to train his ill-prepared army. Okay. They weren't ready. That's why the Alamo had to stand. Oh, interesting. Buy okay. me some time. I got to get these guys ready. And I make the assumption that this man was later had a city named after him? He was the first president oh. of Texas. There we go. So there we go. Sam Houston. And it was weird. He was born in Houston. <laughs> Um, 18, so you're making me silly today for for no reason. 1868, Senate begins the uh, U.S. President Andrew Johnson's impeachment trial. Oh. Oh, Johnson. Interesting. 1877, American Chester Greenwood patents earmuffs. Oh, okay. After inventing them at age 15. His ears were cold. I wonder if he was just cold all the time. Right. Earmuffs, that's a great invention. Well, I was going to ask, are you a fan? Well, my kids will wear earmuffs. See, do little kids just wear them because they're cute? Mm, maybe. I don't know, because their parents make them. <laughs> <laughs> See, I find them ridiculous. They, I'd rather wrap a scarf around my head or something. They, I mean, but sometimes your ears just get really cold. <clears throat> so, All right, there's your uh, next Christmas present. Maybe. <laughs> 1881. Tsar Alexander II is assassinated in St. Petersburg by a bomb thrown by a member of the Revolutionary People's Will Group. Ooh. 1881. Uh, 1884, the U.S. adopts Standard Time. Okay. So that ties into what we were just talking about. It does. And maybe what we will talk about. Yep. 1915, Brooklyn Robbins baseball team manager Wilbert Robinson tries to catch a baseball Dropped from an airplane. Hmm. But the pilot substitutes a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was video of this. I find this very silly. Why? And what happens? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming it smashed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but our history highlight of the day, the thing I think had the most impact on history, not a lot to choose from. 1852, Uncle Sam cartoon figure makes his debut in the New York Lantern Weekly. Okay. Uncle Sam. Right? U.S. Sam. I want you. <laughs> <laughs> the start yeah. of lots of propaganda. Yeah, so that's everything I got. Okay. Did I miss anything? No. I mean, Sweet. see, we're still, you know, trying to figure out if we're awake or if we're tired or, you know, when I, work starts tomorrow. I think that we are, uh, well, let's see, spring forward. Right. So, so we if should... we were recording early in the morning, we'd be tired. Right. We should feel good, right? Yeah, we still got energy. So how many devices in your home do you still have to change? I'm one step from having a VCR that blinks at me <laughs> at 12 o'clock. So quite a few. Because see these little arms? I am a T-Rex because I'm an ancient dinosaur. So does that mean Renee t- does it all around the she home She is then? in charge of tech. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that because we have a fun list today. And so these are... It's not lesser known facts, but it's interesting things about daylight saving time. And on the list, but it's kind of buried, and I'm going to tell you now because it's one of my pet peeves. Ooh. It's daylight saving time. Say That's the first thing we just taught everybody. No S. No S. At the end of saving. Because you're not savings. That's true. Time. 
You are saving time. Wow. Say it out loud, folks, and then you'll never say it again. Daylight saving. Time. So I just don't want you to say it when we're reading this. It's like Fred Meyer. (laughs) It's not Fred Meyer's. It's not. It's Fred Meyer. Yep. It's a guy. It's It's a guy's name. (laughs) So now that we have that, now that we're ready, we can just jump right into lesser known or interesting things about daylight saving time. All right. Uh, More than a century ago, before daylight saving time was adopted by any major country, Benjamin Franklin proposed a similar concept in a satirical essay. (laughs) In the piece published in 1784, he argued... All the difficulty will be in the first two or three days, after which the Reformation will be as natural and easy as the present irregularity. Oblige a man to rise at four in the morning, and it is more than probable he will go willingly to bed at eight in the evening, and having had eight hours sleep, he will rise more willingly at four in the morning following. (laughs) So in that one prophetic passage, he pitched the idea as a money saver, though at the time people would have been conserving candle wax rather than electricity. To enforce the out-there plan, Franklin suggested taxing shutters, rationing candles, banning non-emergency coach travel after dark, and firing cannons at sunrise to rouse those late sleepers. While his essay clearly brought up some practical points, Franklin may have originally written it as an excuse to poke fun at the French for being lazy. He wrote that amount of sunlight that goes wasted each morning would likely come as a shock to readers who, quote, have never seen any signs of sunshine before noon. So he gets all the credit, and really he's just not being very nice. See, and and (laughs) we we talked about Franklin once, Mm -hmm. and just knowing all of his eccentricity, shall we say, I would have guessed that he was somebody who was up all night. Oh, true. (laughs) So I'm not quite sure whether he would have been a get-up-early kind of guy. But he certainly didn't like the people wasting away that day. No. So official credit for the daylight saving time idea goes to an entomologist. Who knew? Mm. While working at a post office by day, an entomologist who did most of his insect hunting at night soon became frustrated by how early the sun set during the summer months. He reasoned springing the clocks forward would allow more daylight for bug collecting. Along with other evening activities, the clocks could be switched back in the winter when people and bugs were less likely to be found outdoors. When the idea was proposed to a scientific society in New Zealand in 1895, it was panned for being pointless and overly complicated. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I think somebody had a point. Just two decades later, daylight saving time would begin its spread across the industrialized world. Number three, Germany made daylight saving time the law. Now, in 1916, Germany became the first country to officially adopt daylight saving time. It was born out of an effort to conserve coal during World War I. Britain, along with many other European nations, were quick to follow the Germans' lead. It wasn't until 1918 that the time change spread to the U.S. A year after entering the war, America began practicing DST as an electricity-saving measure. Most countries, including the U.S., ceased official observation of the switch following wartime. Interesting. I would have had no idea. I would have guessed that it was uh, later, because like Nixon or something. Right. Well, so, so again, so we stopped. So yeah. we started. We stopped. This is going to be a, it's like we can't make a up theme here. Yes. <laughs> so daylight saving time gained new popularity, popularity during the energy crisis. The U.S. reconsidered DST in the 1970s when, once again, the argument pivoted back to energy conservation. The oil embargo of 1973 had kicked off a nationwide energy crisis, and the government was looking for ways to reduce public consumption. 
daylight saving time was imposed imposed <laughs> in the beginning of 1974 to save energy in the winter months. Not everyone was enthusiastic about the change. Some of the harshest critics were parents suddenly forced to send their children to school before sunrise. Okay, so I am old enough, and you are not, I'm sure, <laughs> remember gas rationing. Mm-hmm. And it was based on your license plate. Odd and even days, at least in New York State where I was. Okay. And I remember it was a long line and and my dad would always take the station wagon because it had a bigger gas tank. Oh, interesting. But it probably used more gas. It probably did. But then he'd like sometimes move gas back and forth. But um, it was like you'd sit in line and there were cars ahead of you. Right. And it was kind of like a 20 minute thing. You'd start the car, turn it off because you didn't want to sit there idling. Well, and this makes that this is more of a practical reason I see right there. Right. Because a lot of people at that time did have nine to five jobs. Um, So that made sense. Right. So that people were home. Yeah. Okay. So. Daylight saving time um, may actually be an energy waster. What? No, it took us a little while. <laughs> Despite daylight saving time's origins as an energy saving strategy, research suggests it might actually be hurting the cause. One 2008 study conducted in Indiana, of course, you know, Indiana, which <laughs> never liked this. Uh, they found the statewide implementation of DST two years earlier had boosted overall energy consumption by 1%. While it's true that changing the clocks can save residents money on lighting, the cost of heating and air conditioning tend to go up. The extra hour of daylight is only beneficial when people are willing to go outside and enjoy it. It's a little hot and a little cold in Indiana, too. 2008, okay. I I will accept that because I was thinking, okay, if this was like 1970s or 80s, really, people aren't going outside? But now, but it was later. I would accept that. Yep. Daylight saving time might also be a health hazard. What? Uh, I'm doing my surprise guy voice over and over (laughs) again today. Even if DST was good for your energy bill, that wouldn't negate that adverse the adverse impact it can have on human health. Numerous studies show the extra hour of sleep we lose by springing ahead can affect us in a in dangerous ways. Just ask my husband. Is it dangerous? <laughs> yes. When I lose that extra hour of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> An increased risk of heart attack, stroke, susceptibility to illness, and seasonal depression have all been linked to the time change. Researchers have also reported increases in traffic crashes and workplace injuries associated with daylight saving times switch. So heart attack, stroke, susceptibility to illness, and seasonal depression. And where could you go to get all those things checked out? Ooh, Providence Seaside <laughs> Hospital. Walk-in clinic, open daily, 7 to 7. <laughs> you like that, huh? I do. That was good. Okay, so number seven, daylight saving time can deter crime. Though people love to complain about it, daylight saving time isn't all bad. One notable benefit of change is a decrease in crime. Again, this is a study. So one study published in 2015 found that the start of DST in the spring was associated with a drop in robberies. Interesting. Because people are tired? Uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to know the rationale behind that. Yes. It's a study. I, I, I love uh, Freakonomics. Yes. Where they like bring it's these things and one like, study. wait a minute, I had no idea. <laughs> Daylight saving time is not mandated by federal law. I know. And see, a lot of people think this. They think that because that's where we go to to end it. Yes. But so, so they're not, not the ones telling us we have to do not it. Not reading ahead. Is it just Arizona? Or are there two Ooh. states now? It's just Arizona, know, but okay. there are... Oh, um, about to say it. Yes. Yeah, keep going. DST or no, been, two, two states. DST yes. has uh, widely, widely accepted across the country, but it's still not required by federal law. U.S. residents resist, resistant to springing forward and falling back each year might consider moving to Arizona. 
The state isn't exactly desperate for extra sunlight, <laughs> so every spring they skip the time jump. This leaves the Navajo Nation, which does observe the change, in a peculiar situation. The reservation is fully located within Arizona, and the smaller Hopi reservation is fully located within the Navajo Nation. The Hopi ignore DST, like the rest <laughs> of Arizona, making the Navajo Nation a daylight-saving donut of sorts, suspended one hour in the future for half the year. Hawaii and Puerto Rico don't observe DST either. And neither do go. Guam or the U.S. Virgin Islands. So, I, saw, I mean, there's there are a couple handful of mm. others. Territories. And Indiana used to, right? I think they just yeah. switched back a couple years ago. Um, so this is also an interesting one. Daylight saving time starts at 2 a.m. for a reason. Might not be a good reason, but it's a reason. Um, it doesn't begin at the stroke of midnight like you might expect it to. Rather, the time change is delayed until most people hopefully aren't awake to notice it. By waiting until 2 a.m. to give or take an hour, the idea is that most workers with early shifts will still be in bed and most bars and restaurants will already be closed. I wonder if people that work night shifts... Oh. get an extra hour or lose an hour if they like clock in and clock out. Right. You know, I, and, and I, I don't know. I thought it was the rule. I stay up till two to do it. I change my <laughs> clocks instantly. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, let's but again, see. I mean, we've become such, uh, I mean, our workplace changes so much now, right? I mean, it just mm. doesn't, it seems like we've really outgrown this. And then with COVID, the fact that people work exactly. not necessarily in an office anymore um, but this is, but, I liked this but next interesting, one. interesting, the yes. candy industry lobbied for an extension of daylight saving time. Until recently, losing an hour of daylight in the fall presented a problem for the candy industry. I can see where this one's going. <laughs> That's because daylight saving time traditionally ended on the last Sunday in October, a.k.a. before Halloween night. Uh, and before talking tombstones, I might add. Ooh, yes. Intense lobbying to push back the date went on for decades. According to one report, candy lobbyists even went so far as to place tiny candy pumpkins on the seats of everyone in the Senate in 1985. <laughs> I love that, though. I want to be a candy <laughs> lobbyist. That, I mean, that, that was a good one. In 2005, the National Association of Convenience Stores backed a move to extend DST to eight months. It argued that the extension would result in more daylight for trick-or-treaters and thus more candy sales. The law extending DST into November finally went into effect in 2007. Yeah. Um, different countries use different terms for daylight saving time. When the clocks are moved an hour ahead in the UK, it's called British Summertime, or BST. <laughs> when they go back, the UK is on Greenwich Mean Time. Europe uses Western European Summertime, West. Central <laughs> European Summertime, Sest. And Eastern European Summertime, East, I guess. In Ireland, there is Irish Standard Time, or IST. You need to say that with an Irish accent, though. But only, I, you know, I don't know if it's still, if we, maybe we haven't gotten to it yet, but only 40% of the world uses it. So the majority uh, of the world... Smarter. Right, are, are not <laughs> adjusting. <laughs> Daylight saving time wouldn't help countries near the equator. The prim this, this is kind of the like reason. A, the yeah. primary selling point of daylight saving time that it conserves energy appears to be an antiquated theory, namely because light bulbs and coal usage are not our main concerns anymore. The California Energy Commission found the energy savings of extending DST by a month in 2007 to be 0.18 percent at best. At best. 0.18 percent. Yeah. In one example, while we may indeed keep our lights off longer, we counter that benefits by using air conditioners more during the hotter late day, after, late day hours. One analysis of 44 studies found a slight electricity savings 
It's a stretch in it, folks. During the days when DST applies, the savings were highest in locations furthest from the equator, while subtropical regions actually consumed more electricity because of DST. (laughs) So we're getting to my favorite one, which we already mentioned, but I'm going to say it again because we're going to... We're going to make sure everyone that listens to us says it correctly. Uh, For sticklers out there like myself, the correct phrase is daylight saving time, and it's not capitalized. The U.S. Mm. government's publishing office style manual specifies no S in the name. The online thesaurus thesaurus reminds us that the word saving is singular because it refers to saving time. As to opposed to something like a savings account. However, it also says the term daylight savings time has become so popular that it's generally accepted as a common variant in the no, conversation. No, no, no. Unless you're talking you, to me. You see, or this, now Mac. this bothers me that we have dumbed down our language. That we've allowed. Just yes. because we all say the same wrong thing should not make it suddenly correct. Yes. it's It says generally accepted, so it yes. still isn't in that uh, manual. See, though, there's yep. a lot of phrases and, and words that we have accepted that but we should not accept. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or invented, so, right? So what I want to know is, did you know that it was saving before getting ready for the show? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, interesting. It's, it is something in um, journalism school they talk about because it's, I mean, it's one of those mistakes that people make. And uh-huh. yes, obviously, I had a professor somewhere along the line that felt the same. And again, once you know it, it's going to bother you. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> So for decades, states could implement their own daylight saving time. The United States adopted uh, daylight saving time in 1918, abolishing it after World War I, then reinstated it in February 1942 during World War II, when President Franklin Roosevelt established a year-round DST called wartime. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Um, After World War II, states and towns could decide for themselves whether to use daylight saving time and when, which led to a free-for-all and lots of confusion about time zones from 1945 to 1966. That also doesn't sound good. The broadcasting industry, rail, airline, and bus companies in particular had a tough time uh, publishing accurate schedules. Iowa had 23 start and end dates alone. And St. Paul, Minnesota began daylight saving two weeks before nearby Minneapolis. In 1966, Congress enacted the Uniform Time Act, which said that any state observing DST had to adhere to a uniform protocol that dictated when it began and when it ended. The Energy Policy Act of 2005, which went into effect in 2007, extended daylight saving time for a month that begins in March and ends the first Sunday in November. And we mentioned this before, so less than 40% of the world observes this. As of 2023, 71 countries use daylight saving time. Because countries close to the equator experience little fluctuation in the amount of daylight throughout the year, most of them don't use it. 38 countries in Africa have never used it. And among the countries that do use daylight saving time may have repealed it and reinstated it. Canada has used it the longest at 111 (laughs) years, and the U.S. has used it for 106. Oh, Canada. The uh, push to observe daylight saving time year-round is growing. The move to make daylight saving time permanent has gained traction the past few years. In 2018, Florida attempted to make daylight saving time permanent when its House and Senate passed legislation called the Sunshine Protection Act. (laughs) Of course. And since then, more states have joined the fight. States cannot implement DST year-round, however, because the Federal Uniform Time Act mandates a synchronized schedule, basically the same start and end date for any states that opt in. Therefore, state legislation only serves to ask the federal government for an exemption to the Uniform Time Act. In March of 21, a bipartisan group of U.S. senators co-sponsored the Sunshine Protection Act of 21, 
which would make daylight saving time permanent, the current so-called standard time, only lasts from November to March. The Senate passed the bill in 22. As of 23, the bill still needs to be approved by the House and the President. So the ones that are standing in the way, because I did look that up, are those companies that we talked about during World War II. So it's the broadcasting industry, railroads, um, airline and bus companies. So it has to do with scheduling, which I, I was just thinking, I mean, don't they change their schedules daily and yeah. make new schedules all the time? But so those are the big holdouts in uh, repealing it or changing it because I know last year there was a lot of news about it that it was going to come to an end and it actually passed in the Senate Mm -hmm. but it stopped I mean it's it's not going anywhere in the house can't we get along no can't can't. we agree on anything (laughs) so here's an interesting one too most farmers actually oppose daylight saving time a common myth states that it was adopted to benefit farmers but the opposite is true farmers largely hate it in fact farmers oppose the move from the beginning because it wrecks havoc with their schedules they had to rush crops to market regardless of the time on the clock. They have to wait for the dew to evaporate off the hay in the morning. For dairy farmers, the time change throws the cows off. Plus, it could be difficult to manage the schedules of hired workers. And you know what? Farms, mm-hmm. you know, they operate 24 hours a day. They do. Right? And the cows were the first thing I thought of. <laughs> they? they want to be fed at the same. They want to be milked and fed animals at the same time. So Same time. Yeah. Yes. Messes up everything. Uh, department stores love daylight saving time. While the farmers <laughs> lobbied against it, chambers of commerce and other business leaders have been all for it. Lincoln Feline, the department store owner who founded Feline's Basement, lobbied hard for DST and even created promotional material that claimed the move was good for farmers. Liar. <laughs> In 1986, while campaigning to extend DST from six to seven months, Grill and charcoal industries said they gained $200 million in sales with an extra month of DST. Interesting, because people are just outside more at the time. That's... See, though, I'll grill any time of year. Right, and it's advertising. Again, you don't have yeah. to be entirely truthful. Uh, the number of months of daylight saving time keeps growing. Congress has extended the length of daylight saving time three times, once during a temporary extension during the energy crisis of the early 1970s, and then again in the 80s, and in 2007. Today it runs for eight months, while standard time is just four. Pets notice changes in humans' behavior during daylight saving time. Pets thrive on predictable schedules, and nothing is more important to them than mealtime and playtime. Just like children. Exactly. (laughs) So when a pet with a set feeding schedule suddenly experiences a change, their owner gets up an hour later delaying breakfast, they notice. Experts recommend a gradual shift to ease into the change, much like one that would benefit humans. This could include changing their meal time by 10 or 15 minutes leading up to the time change. So do you do that? Never. Not at all. I I remember when Carly was an infant, Mm -hmm. I had been told that. And so I tried that, you know, leading up to it. And then finally, I was like, this is ridiculous. And you just change. I mean, <laughs> daylight saving time is expensive for airlines and other modes of transportation. Uh, when it was lengthened by a month in 2007, the airline industry opposed it. The Air Transport Association estimated the cost to rearrange schedules to align U.S. flights with international travel would cost the industry $147 million. Trains also need to adjust with Amtrak either making up for lost time in the spring or stalling for an hour in the fall. Mm. For decades, parts of Indiana observed daylight saving time and other parts of the state opted out. Oh, crazy Indiana. (laughs) In April of 2006, Indiana became the 48th state to observe daylight saving time statewide. The Hoosier state has had a somewhat convoluted experience with time zones. It fell within the central time zone until 61 when the Interstate Commerce Commission moved the demarcation line west and split the state into two time zones, central and eastern. 
So I'm going to go to the last, yeah. but certainly not least. The study found that people, most people lose 40 minutes of sleep when daylight saving time starts. And this is, of course, important to me. Christopher Barnes, an assistant professor of management and organization at the University of Washington, found that most people lose 40 minutes of sleep during the time change in spring, just enough to throw our body's circadian rhythms off. Because it takes a few days to recover, the short-term effects of the change tend to fall on Monday after the adjustments. And this just does not work very well, right? It does not work It doesn't. Well. But we're thinking of you. And now that you've heard my long rants about daylight saving time and you're going to say it correctly forever and ever, I'm so pleased. I want to know how many people are going to just tweak you by saying daylight savings <laughs> time just to get a rise. Well, I know you will, I'm sure. I'm sure I will be- not because I totally agree. Okay. Once you know it, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I have been saying it wrong all these years. so You never will again. All right. Go make some history and uh, get your clocks all set. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.